Hey. Hey, man. What's up, dude? I'm doing all right. Hey, Barry. Hey, Dave. Uh, my name is Stuart Track. This is Beer Diplomacy, episode 123, I believe. Yeah. yeah. No beer. No beer. Nice. No, it's Sunday morning, and uh, you, one, don't drink too much beer, and two, I don't know, man, no late night. Doesn't I forgot to go buy the champagne for the mimosas, right? So, oh, well. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Here, so we are here at the Beer Diplomacy HQ. Headquarters, my Sitting first on the couch, yes. Yeah. Um... And what's going on with you, man? Baritone Day. What's what's up in the life of Baritone Day Thurston? I am... Uh, the life has different... is like levels to the stack. Yeah. So at the bottom is... I started this company over a year ago uh, with some colleagues from The Onion. And I'm tired. And I'm excited. Yeah. And I am motivated. And I'm frustrated. And it's like all the things that go into uh, having started your own thing. I'm right in the middle of all that. It's called Cultivated Wit. And so I'm spending a ton of my mental energy and hours. Yeah. So whenever someone says, what's going on? Like, that's always going on because it never stops. Well, um, I mean, that's one what happens when you, like, and you were, were you like that at the Onion at all? When you were working, so to speak, like the nine to five or the nine to nine? The nine or, to whatever, yeah. I mean, because there was a little time where you were just sort of running around doing the speaking circuit, working on the book. And I, I'm sure you still live, eat, and sleep all that. But yeah. You don't have a baby, per se, you know? The company is the baby. Right. Yeah. And the book is still How to Be Black, uh, for those who don't all want to assume. It didn't anything. change. It didn't change. In fact, what's changed with the book is kids have to read it. I've heard that you're on a reading list. The I've... books are being assigned in schools across That's America. That's so cool. Man. And, like, compulsory sales are the best sales. That's awesome. uh, it's just a great market to be in when people that, have to buy. That, that only really exists in that world, though. Anything else compulsory is sort of not. No, that's true. I mean, I think this like is like forced good, you to good do medicine. something else. I mean, well, if it's good for you, you know, I, mean, I don't want to. That's a slippery slope. That you end up with some dictatorship bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some dictators had the right idea. I mean, imagine a society based on how to be black. That <laughs> that's so that's absurd. <laughs> so, but that's it's been fun to watch Instagram. Yeah, and see people posting photos of the book with the, yeah, the hashtag on Instagram. It's its own thing, and I don't. That's it's not really like cool. I do anything. I don't manage yeah. it. It just happens. But you see all these kids like you won't believe what my teacher's making us read, and it's like black kids saying it. It's white kids, yeah. it's brown kids, it's yellow kids, it's purple kids who are basically corpses. If you're purple, someone, yeah, somebody told me that this week. I, I I was talking to someone I had just met. Yeah. Somehow came up and did a podcast, and oh, who, who are your guests? And I mentioned that you were on this week. My teacher just told me to read that book. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's cool. happened. The cultivated wit thing is really we do these comedy hack day events, and we just did a we did a really great one at MIT's yeah. Media Lab. And there's so the, we've, there's a level of inspiration when you like smash these two different types of creative people together: comics who you know and love yeah. and have one often, and tech people uh, who we're all dependent on to design a future for us. Yeah. And maybe they're not always the right people to do it. But you add comedians to it, and it gets this level of parody and satire and criticism so all these apps that are coming out um there's a funny version of a lot of oh, them that's cool and people are just like hitting our stride with how to make that event work now it is a, do you feel that they've progressively gotten better oh, yeah. over time this one was the best in terms of like yield right number of demos number of demos that are like really good yeah. The highest percentage. And has anything, for those that get involved, has there been any sort of reward other than the reward of winning a comedy hack day? I mean, oh, yeah. No, people we've gone on to sort of start their own things, build their own things, do more than just 
have fun and sort of so you know, sort of exercise. And I read the goal is so these are not hackathons to get your startup funded. Right. You're not competing yeah. for a panel of VCs right. who are like, what's your monetization strategy? What's your market? What's, show me the hockey stick. Right. Um, it's actually a, almost a parody of that whole concept that contests for business are the way to get things done. Right. This is for fun. This is for creativity and inspiration. Yeah. And how? with all that said, though, people have in some cases, stayed together as a team and pursued a thing. Oh, that's cool. So one of the apps exists. And like, you can get it in the app store. Which one is that? It is called Magic Story Maker. And it's for parents or people who um, spend a lot of time with young children and reading to them. Mm-hmm. So you have maybe probably like one and a half to four years old. You spend all this time reading to kids. They want the same story over and over again. And it's a, it's a bullshit story. Like, as a grown-up, you're like, I get it. The car did the thing, or the right. dragon survived, or the princess right. won. But you're not I have getting to lie to my kid over, <laughs> over, and, over and over. And meanwhile, you're getting increasingly disconnected from the world of adults right. and things that matter. So, what if you could combine the two? So, what it does is it talks to a Mashery API. Pulls you select the news stories you want to read, mm-hmm. and then you select the the design of a children's book you want to apply to that story, and it makes oh, the news cool. look like an animated children's book. So Across you, the board. Yeah. So any story, any time. Yeah. So you can be reading about the Eurozone crisis. Called? It's called Magic Story Maker. Oh, that's really it's like cool. $2. I bet you even without kids, you get $2 worth of Exactly. Like, like a little monkey early. drops down midway through the story about Ted really cool. Cruz's filibuster or whatever. <laughs> and it helps if you read it in like, yeah. I'm a reading to a child kind of voice. I wonder, I mean, over time, what the positive benefit of that is for a kid. I mean... I'm sure think we could, about you know, being more in tune with what's going on. You either you probably world. create an annoying human being. Actually, <laughs> I think that's the actual result. Yeah. Like you have these kids citing things, and none of it. Unless every kid's doing it, you're yeah. creating an anomaly. Yeah. and a kid that's going to get beat up. That's oh, probably that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so you were on Marin also. Recently, yeah, which yeah. is really cool, man. Um, I I'm like it's funny. I was sort of on the fence. I've known Marin forever. Okay. I mean, as just as a fan of comedy. Yeah. And as a guy who sort of disappeared for a long time, was really funny yeah. and sort of almost made it, what, late 80s, mid or mid to early 90s, fell off, mm-hmm. and now back with this great podcast he's been doing. I think we've talked about 400 episodes or something wow. like that so far. Yeah. I had like a love-hate with Marin. I couldn't figure out why I didn't like him, but he irritated me. Yeah. And I think about six weeks ago, I gave another listen and got back into it. Okay. And I figured out why I don't like him. Why? Because I'm so much like him. He's like an angry Jewish guy who yeah. doesn't know why the world isn't going the way he wants yeah. it to. And like realizes that it's all him. And I'm just like, fuck, man, this guy pisses me off. Yeah, and then I realized, you see oh, shit, in him. I do. And now I'm like completely in love with this He's show. He's holding it up the mirror to your soul. Yeah, it's sort of. <laughs> but no, you guys had a really great conversation. Yeah, we did. And, um, I mean, that, that's sort of a barometer of success, at least in the comedy. No, I mean, on, that was a, on there. That's awesome. There's, there, there are some like media bucket lists. And were you in the garage for yeah. that? Or there was Terry Gross on Fresh yeah. Air. That was like, oh shit, I'm doing Terry yeah. Gross. Like I flew to Philly to do it because um, I wanted to be there and not do it remote. Which their their general practice is to do that remote. And with Marin, we the way that came about, we knew of each other. Yeah, we had never met in person, but we were both good friends of the Kamau. Sure. And so knew each other through transitive property of comedy friend yeah. networks. And that that's a strong network. Yeah, too. and then we we literally bumped into each other south by southwest. We we're both yeah. sitting in the same hotel, and we overheard each other. 
and he like popped over and we started talking. Actually, we started talking about patent trolls. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And we were having this conversation because we were thinking about doing some work uh, comedically mm-hmm. around raising yeah, the issue yeah. of patent trolls. He's a podcaster and patent That's right. People. Almost shut us all down yeah. for a minute. Yeah. So we started getting incensed around that. He's like, you got to do the show. Like, oh, yes. that's cool. Yeah. Now you're just saying that because there's people around. Oh, you started calling. It's like, or is this for real? For real? Like, how do I confirm this? How do I yeah. follow up on right. this vague public statement? They <laughs> put me in touch with these people, and then I actually made a special flight. I was in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's close enough. And so I popped yeah. down to LA. Yeah, he's at LA right? for a day. Rented a car, drove up to his oh, messy yeah, ass garage. Like, that's the thing you go out of your way to do. Of course. And then we talked. For hours, this dude could pry and He's talk. So good and at it, dig. and uh, which is crazy because when you hear the intros to the show, you're like, "This guy's the biggest narcissistic douchebag in the world," <laughs> and then has a has a conversation with someone and really knows how to make it about them and not himself. Well, I, while still adding, yeah, no, he still keeps it ins- about himself. He's that. I remember this moment. But that's what makes you more comfortable when he sort of puts himself out there in a vulnerable way. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, wait a minute. I have something that's sort of tied to that. I can do that, too. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I, I talk yeah. about something that's embarrassed me, and you're like, wow, that guy just told that to a camera or to a recording device? Yeah. All right, maybe I can tell my story that's halfway there. You know, and just by letting people, helping people get their guards down by sort of being naked in front of them. Is something. He was also physically naked. He was. Yeah, yeah so I've heard. Which helped me. This is why I want to be there. So yeah, it was very hot. I heard his, sh- his schwans is... Uh, I'm not... I can't remember. I'm trying to think of a good Yiddish There's word. There's some things I signed. Schmeckle. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you doing that show would create some sort of singularity <laughs> of self-absorption oh, and, and like darkness and catharsis. But yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy because <laughs> in some way, like, in some way I feel like that show has been very therapeutic for me since yeah. I figured all of that out. And I'm not elevating myself to some, oh my God, I'm like Mark Maron yeah. level, but yet he's... Got issues, man. Oh yeah, like, no, he makes sure. You but know like, that. when you hear someone else with issues, sort of talk through them and, and empower themselves mm-hmm. with those same issues, that's sort of liberating. You can say, "Well, wait, I have my own." Maybe you know, I like that. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. So yeah, that's uh, other shit. I'm healthy. Yeah, I made it about me. Just like no, you. Friend. It was very Marin of you. That was <laughs> Maronish uh, of you. Maronic. Yeah, Mar- that's. We're gonna move on. I'm sorry that happened. That was like, <laughs> no. Was not good? No. Damn it. No. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to that. That's why I'm not the comedy guy. It's all right. We can work together right. to make this a better world. Oh. Uh, yeah, what else is going on? I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty... I'm wearing contacts. No way. I'm experimenting again. Yeah. I had... Uh, I went playing clear ones, though. Crazy color. No, I'm not trying to look like a vampire or anything like yeah. that. But Should I... Do like I haven't worn these in months, but I want to see a 3D movie. And you got to wear the silly glasses and... There's no solution when you wear glasses right. for 3D movies, which I don't understand why we have to fix that. The really big ones that go over your glasses. I've not seen the blocker. They should have them like the things that old people in Florida yeah, wear. The like, they should have that. But I've not come across a theater which makes it easy for us That's with impaired vision. So I watched uh, Gravity. How was it? Gravity was heavy. Gravity was heavy. <laughs> I'm waiting to see. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. Was yeah. it? Because it actually was. It sort of looks a little bit cliched in a way because it's like okay they're floating in space forever and that's I, so here's movie. what I got out of it first of all I, I've heard wonderful things I've, I can think of three movies that I remember that feature basically one person out alone you know yeah. Tom Hanks and Castaway right uh, there was uh, the, the, the moon uh, with uh, 
Kaya Scottolario, who wasn't the star of that movie, but she was the cuter one. And then the one with Franco. What did, oh, 127 yeah. hours. I didn't see that. It's good. So, but this was good. And also, personally, like, I had actually visited NASA a like year ago. <laughs> I've been to space, dude. <laughs> so it brought back a lot for me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I remember floating in orbit like that and, like, being all alone up there. No, nah, but it, like the, um, the movie where, the Apollo movie, Apollo 13, mm-hmm. like, NASA is this space of improvisation and brilliance. And you can only plan for so many things. Right. And then you just got to trust that you have smart people who can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And this movie reminded me of that. Oh, that's cool. Um, and you have, you know, this Sandra Bullock, her character's up there, and she's got to figure things out. And she's dealing with some personal issues that mm-hmm. make that more difficult right. for her. Visually amazing. So there's no, I mean, because they obviously weren't in space filming this movie. I don't know that that's obvious. It, it is. Okay. Well, that's what I was sort of getting I at. mean, they had a big budget. Yeah. I imagine that maybe because they were in space. I mean, even some of the best movies, if you look close enough, you're like, oh. I, this felt like it did. they were in space. That's cool. You, yeah. And you saw, what, IMAX 3D? I didn't see IMAX. Movie? I saw 3D, though. Okay. And, uh, but I've all, oh, here's the point. I visited uh, space, I was visited the Space Center in Houston. Yeah, my college roommate is a flight surgeon for NASA. Oh wow, he's a he's a space doctor. So he goes into space. He, he does. He remotely monitors the astronauts. Oh, that's great. And he's trained like with the Air Force, and he's yeah. done all kinds of stuff with the reserves. So he's qualified, mm. or almost qualified to go into space. But we got this great behind the scenes tour, oh, wow. where I got to go to Mission Control. I walked on the grounds in Mission Control. Isn't that something that a regular you don't civilian do that. can do? You don't do that. Civilians stay behind the glass. Yeah. So we're walking around all the stations. I got to go to the original, like, moon la- the Apollo So the room where they faked the moon landing. Yeah, like, I was on set. Like, I was <laughs> yeah. in a studio where they faked the moon landing. And then we got to visit the, the, sta- the space station that they use to train people. It's oh, a full-scale wow. model of the International Space Station. That's crazy. So I recognized it. You saw it, you're like, that's... I've been there. Like, I smashed those buttons. But they weren't real buttons. They were, like, you know, high-res images. That's really cool. Um, And the Russian module, it's... It was really interesting. But you also, like... So you're giving this two thumbs up. I do. I think... a better rating system than that, or...? uh, Three thumbs? If you're in the world of, like... uh, What was that movie? The Schwarzenegger movie? Total Recall. Total Recall. That's right. Three thumbs up. I heard, nipples, I heard that was one thing that they kept in the second one that they did with... I didn't watch that. I didn't see it either, but supposedly I read somewhere that they had to have... I watched the remake of, lady uh, in the... of Judge Dredd for... A, oh, some... that good? It got good reviews, actually. I mean, it's got a lot of bullets flying. Yeah. Um, and he does get to say, I am the law, which well, is like a go. great moment. Yeah. I mean, it was one of the I watched it 1am. It was like one. dark and gritty and much more violent than the first one. I but... actually... I never watched the first one. Oh. Yeah. That was that was a Sandra Bullock movie as well. No kidding. Full circle. All right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that was. And then here's the thing. I want to plug a show that I have nothing to do with. Yeah, you mentioned it before, but you didn't. You wouldn't tell us. Yes. So. Uh, What's this show? It's called Black Mirror. Black Mirror. It's a British show. You ever watch Sherlock? No. All right. So that doesn't help. But I can just describe it. Two seasons. Three episodes each season. And it's done. Forty-five minutes each episode. Okay. So this is four and a half hours. Okay. Of content. Each episode stands alone. Okay. It is like Twilight Zone, updated and addressing technology in our future. Interesting. But it's fictional. Fictional, but highly plausible. That's cool. The dark side of tech. Dark mirror. Black mirror. Black mirror. Yeah, which is a reference to our devices. Interesting. When they're powered down, it all, it's all black mirrors. Oh, that's pretty so cool. one episode, to give you a little flavor, deals with death. 
and life after death. A woman loses her husband in a car accident. At the funeral, her friend says, you can still talk to him. She's like, what are you talking about? She's like, there's this service. And it takes all of his public statements, his tweets, his Facebook updates, his photos, and it recreates him in uh, a text-based avatar. So you can text and chat with your husband. And it will mimic his personality and his likely response. Do they all have these sort of... Well, I guess because it's called black. I don't know. Maybe see, it sounds creepy. So they all have these sort of they all have weird, I mean, as you it's said, dark. Twilight Zone ish. It's, it's satirical endings. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who created it is Charlie Brooker, and he is an award-winning British uh, satirist, writer, actor. He did Dead Set, which was a miniseries okay. uh, zombie thing. He did this very explosive YouTube video called "How to Make the News," okay. and it was a deconstruction of like a local news broadcast. So he's saying the things that they're actually doing. He's like. So we start with an establishing shot of something yeah, seemingly yeah. important. Right. Then a reporter walks through a crowd, ignoring all the people around them, slowly pacing out their words right. for no reason, like this. Yeah. Cut yeah. to mid-drift shots of overweight Britons. And, yeah, yeah. That's uh, so that. he did that. Good video. Thank so God. found on Netflix or? <laughs> no, you got to use the dark side of the internet to get to it. The dark, uh, the dark side. It's on E 4s channel, but proxy okay. servers. Or okay, that's cool. So, it's, uh, is it a currently running show? Then it is or? not. The second season launched in February yeah. of 2013, and uh, I don't know if they're going to do a third season. Okay. The Brits are kind of weird about this stuff. I'm like, oh, one and done. We're out. That's really we cool. made our point, but is is really important, I think, for people to see it. Yeah. Because of the commentary. Right. Because we get. You know, like we have so much um, dollars, so many dollars, mm-hmm. encouraging like buy the new thing, right. throw everything into the cloud, plug all yourself and your family and everything you believe in into the matrix. It's great. Just trust us. Trust yeah. us. And this is like here's what happens. Here's what could happen. And each episode, like they're all amazing. Speaking of that, I know that you know you got a lot of positive press and your FASCO cover yeah. and all that about. Do we, do we have a copy of that around here? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I should. I should have a copy. You don't. You know what my face looks like. It's fine. But, you know, it's just one of those things. It should be right there on the on the coffee. That probably freaked me out. Actually, yeah, it would. Yeah. I put if you came over and I put all your books and like. I would walk out. A picture with like flowers around it. Yeah, and, and candles. candles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we would be done. And I opened the door. I was like, hello, Barrington. Mm-hmm. I was like, goodbye, story. <laughs> I just was uh, stopping by. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stove was heating up when you came. You can stop. <laughs> like, it's getting weird again. I played all this out before. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you talked a lot about unplugging. Yeah. Is this something now, having done it, do you find that you've incorporated some of those things? into all of your tech experience because I started doing a few things or just felt like I needed to do something recently Mm -hmm. and enjoyed an experience exponentially more because I did not take my phone out of my pocket. Yeah. That's such a behavioral change for me. I went to two concerts over the past few weeks. And you didn't look at the concert through the black mirror? I think I might have taken one photo the whole time and said, you know what, I'm just going to watch and enjoy the show. Which I did, and in hindsight, I, I just had so much better of a time than I have at many of the shows that yeah. I've been to over the past year or so by leaving my phone in my pocket. So it just sort of made me think, like, you did it almost completely, I mean, to an extent where yeah. you could call it un- unplugging. Mm-hmm. Have you incorporated some of those things day, daily? Like, have you I have. been playing less? I, uh, I think I've returned in some ways to my level of output. But there are more pauses. Yeah. I rarely walk and glance. Like I used to be once be walking down the street asking to get hit by a car or mugged. 
which is what this is. I got mugged. What happened? I got what they call apple jacked about four or five weeks ago. Yeah. Now. Standing outside, mm-hmm. going like this, and a guy on a bicycle rode by and snatched the phone ah, out of my I'm hand. I'm sorry that happened, but I'm, that's yeah, amazing and wonderful. Because I have dreamed of doing that as someone who bikes through New York constantly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was you. I didn't look, man. Now you know why I was going to love when came over. I, it wasn't personal. I just had to make this editorial up. point. Yeah. No, I definitely, um, I try to take blocks of hours and let them be what they are and not yeah. try to digitally engage with them. In conversation, I don't like whip out the yeah. phone and be like, look at all. And I, most of the notifications that I had turned off for this 25 day no social media, no email. I haven't turned them back on. I don't get Twitter pop-ups when someone mentions my name. I used to. Well, that must be tough for you, though. I mean, it, no, it's actually the opposite. It's easier. Because, well, it's tough for you to have them on. Yeah. I mean, I've got a nice following, but they're not nearly as engaged. As yeah, no, it's, you know what three hundred thousand or so. One hundred forty five thousand. I have a I have a million on Google Plus. <laughs> and deeply probably, engaged. You probably have your notifications turned on, and they don't. Yeah, they never pop up. It's uh, Google Plus is such a weird <laughs> realm, but I just read today somebody posted again, yet again that especially with the Twitter IPO thing coming yeah. out, that you know they have to catch up to Google Plus and users, and it's just another one of those things where I'm like, well, no, Google's counting. Every Google Gmail user, user yeah. and saying they're a Google Plus user. I do. I Google's the third. It's like the the third wheel on a date, or maybe it's the fourth wheel. I don't know. Like every once in a while, I glance over and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're still here." Let yeah. me throw and I'll put something out for comment. There's a certain type of response I get there that is valuable. But it's never the place I start. So when you go into Gmail and they have that little bell now at the yeah. top right, how many? How many? numbers do you get on there before you go and check it so there's the number shown and my uh behavior in terms of checking no correlation hmm. i check when the spirit moves me yeah and it may be at three or 31 right it's usually actually what makes me check is when i put something there and i want to see what sure. people have had to say because sometimes i ask questions and because it's threaded the responses can be more yeah, interesting there's something than to it but yeah. I, it just seems behaviorally and i post photos there you know, I back up all my photos there. I have the auto save. Oh, you do? So I auto back up everything to Dropbox and to Google+. Okay. Uh, I have yet to make that leap. Yeah. To, to any of them? To auto cloud backup stuff? Oh, no, yeah. I, I need haven't. that. From, straight from the device. Again, I'm, cables. I'm not going to plug my yeah, phone. I do it on thing. my computer, actually. All yeah. my photos, they just... I put them on the computer. And to be honest, I'm running out of computer storage space. Yeah. And now I What's have to go computer? buy more... I don't know. Just this box. It sounds cute. It's this box. It looks something we used to do. Yeah. You compute. Grandpa Stu and his computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I still build them, man. It's fun, you know? Yeah. I was talking, I had this conversation recently with someone about, like, remember when we built computers? We still built computers. Yeah, but not in general. But for gaming. I can't imagine any other game. That pie has shrunk. It used to be 100% of people who use computers or 90% built them. It's important. The graphics card, the sound card, the motherboard. And you stitched it together. Yeah. And like, that was part of how badass you were. It was like, what's your system clocking yeah. in? And you overclock. And I haven't done that in a decade. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, in fact, the, now that you mentioned that, that's another sort of recent piece of technology news is that Steam, the company yeah. that sort of owns the PC gaming space, is now trying to make Steam boxes. Yeah. So they're also trying to sort of take it away from 
just that part, you know, the uh, Alienware type of thing. Where yeah, uh, they may actually partner with those guys, mm-hmm. but still, I think the point being, it's no longer this thing where you have to modularly put pieces in and pieces out and yeah. sort of build it to get that PC gaming experience. The only other, the only other thing in that world that I would think you mod a system for that much is like video editing. And, yeah, you know that that sort of stuff. And Apple sort of corners the market on that. And they build it for you for a ridiculously insane amount of money that yeah. doesn't make any sense whatsoever but you know um what else is going on with you man uh, i'm anything s- coming up coming up that's fun and interesting i have a i'm a crazy amount of travel so yeah. i'm about to go on a three-week journey to i think the order tentatively is la for a media conference thing to san francisco i'm hosting the mother jones gala Oh, that's cool. I really like that publication, and this is something yeah. I can like offer in terms of services to support their mission. To London, hopefully. To Dublin, definitely. Wow. To Berlin, probably. That's Back like to San Francisco. To be in these days. Berlin yeah, is so. Yeah. I went for the first time in June or July. Shit's amazing. Yes, yeah, so I've heard. That is like a can-do kind of town. Very art-loving. Very international. Delicious. That's cool. Really great food. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm on a sprint, so basically mid-November. Okay. And then we have the mayoral election. I'm going to cast my vote for uh, Mr. de Blasio in that. I haven't, I, I mean, I just, you know, I haven't made my mind up, but it's okay. not like there's much of a choice. No, there's a choice. They're really different, you know, actually. left or right. That's I a can, choice. I tend to go left. So. <laughs> Although, I had this conversation a while back, actually, on this show, yeah. uh, with a friend of ours, John Resnick. Yeah. Um... And some, something made me sort of admit that I think for city politics, depending on the guy, I lean a little more to the right okay. than I do on a national level. Yeah. I, mostly for financial reasons, but I feel like cities need to be run a bit tighter, you know? Um, and from looking at sort of the Bloomberg administration, yeah. despite its failings, he's done a pretty damn good job with this city over. Well, here's the, the thing over. that I would caution is drawing, at a national level, when you look at fiscal responsibility, I'm pretty sure Democrats have done better. Yeah, but I Republicans, agree with you. But Republicans corner the market on rhetoric yeah. and association. Like, you yeah. think fiscal conservative. Right. That's the, so that's a right-wing thing. I don't know what the record is on municipal leadership when it comes to, like, balancing the books mm-hmm. and creating surpluses versus deficits. Bloomberg's definitely... Like was good fiscally for the city. Yeah, uh, there's a price for that, of course, culturally um, and sort of equitably. But you can't argue that like New York City is in pretty solid financial shape. Oh yeah, and was on the brink of total total collapse. You know, it's also much started. more beautiful with him leaving than when he came. Yeah, in. No, physically, like we have more parks, we yeah. have bike lanes. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, the city is physically. It still smells like urine everywhere. I think yeah. it's just built in. To the environment here. It's I don't know if New York will ever smell good. <laughs> There's a dude in the concrete <laughs> factory who's just It's, like, it's a feature, not a bug, man. Let you know there's some real shit going on here. This is a real yeah. grimy city, even if it's the home of like Russian billionaires. Yeah, you got to deal with that. I, I, I don't know how you fix that. I mean, I do, but it's not something I'm into. It's not a place you probably want to live if you fix no. that. Yeah. I mean, already it's become un- becoming unlivable. In some, but I mean, you go to, I mean, look, even in this country, some of the cleanest cities, like Miami, for example, mm-hmm. is, is a very clean city. And even in some of the worst parts, so to speak, it doesn't smell like urine. 
So what are they doing? Well, here, actually, I, I've heard this before. I don't know if it's true. And it's hot there all the time, which is conducive to urine. Well, we don't have... New York's not a silly of back alleys. Yeah. And I grew up in D.C. and lived in Boston. You have, like, a parallel street behind the main one, and that's where the restaurants put all their shit. And right. New York, we, like, put it in the front sidewalk. of the finest restaurant. Is a pile of oozing, like, semen, pus, <laughs> blood... Disease, like yeah. what? And rats. I was walking down yes. um, Lafayette last night. There was a marching line of rats with like seven rats in a row. Just like we run this shit. What are you doing? This is my house. So I think we don't hide our filth in New York. We actually put it on display. That's interesting. That, that would be no something that I would campaign on. But you can't re engineer the city to solve that. Why not? They're, you can't create alleys. Like everything's built. No, up. but there was this thing that they were looking to do in Montreal where yeah. they're going to build this underground vacuum tube system. Which brings me to Roosevelt Island, which has that. It it's does. the only city in America, maybe Disney World has it or something. It's one or one of two places that has a like, vacuum chute system yeah, for garbage. It right to the dump. Yeah. Uh, but you can't, can't is a strong word. It would be prohibitively expensive sure. to engineer that into every building in New York City and then create get the rights of way underground. Well, to like I mean, even that. you can't do it. One on every corner, like if you could have like a depot, something along like those where lines. the post offices used to be. Yeah, and then you're <laughs> right. Yeah, actually, that's a brilliant idea. Don't, uh, <laughs> damn it. Um, but I mean, imagine like like a, a, a sanitation workers would pick up. More frequently, but their drop-offs would only be a couple of blocks away. Or we just right? need so, to create uh, teleportation systems and beam it into space, which brings us back to I don't Earth. know if I would want to do that either. <laughs> like, that just sounds... I mean, like, we've done that to our own planet. Yeah, to our oceans. Well, let's just put it in the ocean yeah. for now. Or put the it river, here or there. Gowanus. And 50 years later, or 100 years later, or even sometimes 5 years later, yeah. we start to realize the, the, the impact of that. And I just don't know that space... Is necessarily a good place for Not that. the final frontier for garbage? No, I, no. I was yeah. watching something the other day. Um, it's probably a little old. It was like a, a Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. quote visualized about sort of how he talks about how people feel empty in this universe. Yeah. And he doesn't feel alone or small. Yeah. And the quote sort of is him flipping it the other way around and says, well, no, I don't feel small. I feel huge because the same matter that caused all of this to happen and sort of a little bit of getting into how an explosion in space causes the next and newest uh, galaxies and planets and stars. The same exact atoms and molecules and stuff are those that make up us as human beings. So he says, I don't feel small. I'm a part of that. I'm the universe! Yeah, in in some ways, yes. And like, so I have something inside of me says, you know, like, no, if we do that out there, we're polluting something that at some point, somewhere, somehow is going to be as much a part of our lives. Yeah, it'll come back. What's in the little, or in the small sphere that we're all sort of... It's called universal blowback. Yeah. That's awesome. Something like that. Yeah. So what have you been doing for fun? I have been... (laughs) Fun. 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 That's funny. I bike a lot uh, as a commuting thing, but also as a fun exercise thing. I did a loop around Manhattan recently. How far? How far? Uh, I did the whole island. Oh, that's I circumnavigated awesome. You own your own bicycle, though, yeah. right? So you can do that. Oh, yeah, so that's 34 miles. That was great. I was hoping to do 34 miles? How long yeah. did it take you to do? Two hours, 20 minutes. So you got you. Well, the thing is, I could, I'm could. i running on a single speed. Yeah. Uh, not a fixed gear. That's totally suicidal and different. I can coast. So here's something I don't understand. I'm yet to buy a bicycle. Yeah. What is the difference between 
like fix fix gear. So here the one says ride a fixie in the city. Yeah. So if you ride a full road bike, you have a derailleur, you have gears, sure. you have a lot of mechanical transitions, sure. multiple points of failure. Mm-hmm. So the cost of maintenance is higher, mm-hmm. um, and they're more expensive. So they're right. more desirable from a theft perspective. Right. The the idea of going with a single speed, whether it's fixed or not, is simplicity mm-hmm. um, and sort of maneuverability. Right. You end up the the true like the fixed gear means you're you are directly engaged with the rotation of the bike wheel at every at stage. All times, right. That when you if you break, that means you're not moving. Mm-hmm. You want to go fast, you have to go this fast. You want to go slow, you have. And if you hit a certain speed, you don't want to pedal anymore. Your legs keep going. You cannot coast. So, oh, so you but can't fixed gear locks you into the rotation. Ah. You have to physically remove your feet from the pedals okay. to coast. So that there's a level of like hyper control, and people are like I feel the road. You know when I'm in my fixie, and it's it's actually dangerous if you have to like learn how to ride that because yeah. it's not natural. Oh yeah, I've been on uh, bikes like old school dirt bikes yeah. are very much like that. So. If, and those pedals start to sort of hit you in the ass. Yeah, so you have to be really careful. Single speed um, is a compromise, essentially. Yeah. It gives you a level of torque. So it's a fully one-speed One bike. speed, that's it. So on hills, yeah. you know, you're working it. Like, right. there's no leverage. There's no extra leverage right. you gain from, like, downshifting. Mm-hmm. And when you're going down a hill, you want to hit a certain max high speed, you can't leverage up right. to hit that, like, real power grind like you're only going as fast as yeah. the natural like ability of this of these okay. wheels to move across pavement um but you got is a lot this of the pink ones, by the way, no roxy is a special case uh roxy has three speeds my pink Schwinn cruiser yeah she's beautiful she has 45 pounds and that's the uh, same size as a city bike yeah no, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's a 45 pound bike yeah because i also added wow. like a really hardcore uh cargo rack to her okay. these big ass fenders but no, I ride a, a single speed uh, brand called a Torker that I bought okay. over in Prospect Heights. And if you don't mind my asking, yeah. how much does a bike like that run? That was uh, three fifty. Okay, so it's yeah. actually not a bad. No, not bad, not bad. Yeah. I mean, less than an iPhone. You yeah. know, in terms of like, all right, I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to use this for years. I'm actually going to probably use it longer than a single model of a cell phone. Um, and it's helping me stay healthy. Yeah, because uh, I've been riding city bike everywhere, and my one big regret is that I haven't been able to take that sort of fun weekend ride yeah they're too heavy at least that. all the way up to the gw for the first one right i, I haven't seen well, the beauty is when you get on a real bike mm-hmm. you're you'll fly yeah and that's another thing i haven't done <laughs> fly. i was looking at this trek that's like a nine speed city bike okay look it was like you know six seven hundred bucks yeah the last year's model so i think like if i can find one at christmas this year when like the 2015 start to come out mm-hmm. a year ahead we get it for a song. There you um, go. There you go. And that would be sort of like I still would commute on the city bike because, for example, like you know, if you go to work on a bicycle, especially here in New York, how often do you go home right after work? Uh, rare. Right. Yeah. So, what if you want to go have some drinks after work? Yeah. And now you have your personal bike with you. It sort of becomes this liability. So what I've found, honestly, is I've preferred. Um, my bike to like subway. There's just more control. Yeah, we can we can acknowledge her presence. Yeah. Goodbye, Gisette. Goodbye. Goodbye. We were pretending. No, we were just looking at how long we were recording for. How long were we recording? Thirty five minutes. Is that right? Yeah. I okay. Oh, it's really, really quick because I didn't even cut this. Had a green screen. Had two stools here, like a far and shoot that one. Into the corner. Right here. Or against yeah. this wall. Okay. Because the green screen ah. add depth. 
get two stools, not swivel stools. There you stools. go. So cameras like so here? Cam- cameras over there. Yeah. Add that. Right. And then and then you got it. She figured it all Boom. out. So we gonna, we're going to look like shit right now, but we in the are. future, this shot's going to be amazing. Great. So yeah, what I found is I don't, like using the bike to go to drinks after work mm-hmm. to go to, is fine. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily push it so I get super sweaty if I'm yeah. going to something. Or, you know, I can leave it. I don't leave it overnight out on the street, but a couple hours is okay. Yeah. And unfortunately in my office, I can bring my bike inside. <laughs> So that uh, that's, edit that out. <laughs> no, yeah, I need I need to do it, man. It's like one of those. Yeah, no, oh. yeah, it's got to do what your body demands. Yeah. Trying to think what else I do. For, I watch fun shit. I watch like fun entertainment stuff. I watch shows, and uh, and I go out. Like you know, did you watch uh, the finale of Breaking Bad? Are you all caught up? Of course. Did you like the way they wrapped it up? Yeah, I thought it yeah, was good, clean, and that's sort of what I think. It was. It was. I think we, you and I shared the end of Lost. Yes, we did. This was not that. No, it was not. Although I think there were still a few unanswered questions. By but not taking very many. chances with Lost, though, it, at least sort of, and maybe it's just because the series itself was more emotional. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the dudes in that room at that moment had a moment at Lost. Yeah, and Breaking Bad didn't have that sort of. I mean, it was great. I'm not taking anything away from yeah. it, but I don't feel like I was emotionally connected with that series. The way I was with Lost, yeah. As much as I like it equally, if not more, yeah. Do you, do you know? What I'm, I, do. I don't know no, what were, that is. But actually, you know what? I, I think a lot of it's the music. Yeah. I think Michael Giacchino, what he did with the Lost, I mean, this is a guy who did the music. Yeah, for yeah, Up, yeah. Um, and basically every JJ Abrams project, but there was a level of mournfulness baked into Lost. Yes, yeah, that's true. Because it's about loss. Yeah. And you have all these broken lives, and like we see. Talk about seeing yourself in someone else, like you see yourself in Merritt a little bit. Like we all, yeah. there's some character on Lost that reminds us of something where we failed. Yeah. Where we failed our family, we failed ourselves, we failed our, our parents. And that show was based on a set of broken people. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, in a way that Breaking Bad had some similar themes of like Lost and Darkness, but it wasn't premised on that. This but, was, yeah, Breaking Bad is anti coming to yeah. him, you know. And, I mean, it was great. I, you know, And just spoiler alert for this whole section, I don't know that we're going to get into detail, but. You may want to scrub ahead. No, no, I don't think we need um, to get into detail. I think, yeah. you know, I mean, but the important part is that, like, it's something that a lot of television shows don't do. Yeah. And, like, once again, is that for the most part, every question, most of them, yeah. were just tied in neat little bows that were brilliantly written, nonetheless, but sort of just left you saying, okay. And we're I done. I get it. Yeah. yeah, I get it. It's a very I mean, logical conclusion. I mean, people want more because it was a great television show. But I'm show. so glad they stopped. Yeah. That they didn't go like, oh, let's do seven years. Of well, this. that's something that Lost did as well. Yeah. I mean, if you remember, there are these great stories about uh, the writing process for Lost, where there was a point in the life of the series where they didn't know they were yeah. going to be able to wrap it up, yeah. and they saw the show starting to suffer. And fans can go back now and say, yeah, those late season two, early season mm-hmm. three moments would have sucked, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. locked everybody in cages. And it was funny they did that as sort of protest yeah. to. Those that wouldn't let them wrap it up at the producer level and the network level. And yeah. once they sort of said, okay, fine, you can do six, they were like, all right, and the cage is opened yeah. and the show sort of moved forward. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's it's interesting. Perfect for a show called Lost. Yeah, it is yeah. really perfect. Is there anything else you're watching? I know Homeland started again this week. Yeah, and, uh, I, I didn't much, watch it. I so. didn't watch Homeland again. I started to restart South Park, which I love. Really? Uh, yeah, I've always been a big Every South Park Every time I turn on a South Park episode, I'm like, this is brilliant. I need to watch more South Park. Yeah. And 
then don't watch so, it. So um, Scandal restarted. I haven't relaunched with that. Never seen it. I watched um, one episode of The Blacklist. Uh, it was a free pilot on iTunes. The Blacklist? Yeah, that's, uh, there's a lot of TV shows out oh, there. Oh, I know. Man. It's crazy. So there's like a criminal mastermind who's turned himself in to the FBI and wants to work with them. That's interesting. But there's a catch. He's black. <laughs> no, <laughs> but everyone on his list is. Oh, that's it's a it's a stop and frisk thing, um, just writ large. And I'm I re- I'm catching up on Deadwood. I never finished it. Yeah, so it was just actually just last night reconnected with season two of that. Uh, I love the language in that show a lot. And what else? I guess I'm looking forward to. I don't know when this is coming back, but like oh, and I'm, I'm back behind in the newsroom. I haven't watched season two of the newsroom. I am caught up on girls. It ended very, very, very well. Okay. And I will say, how far into the season? No, I only watched season one. I haven't, so I haven't seen season. it at all. Nope. It, there are moments in there where you're just like, God damn it, the show was so good yeah. in season one. What happened? Mm. And you'll find, no spoiler here, yeah. there is a character that is so detestable yeah. that it makes the show hard to watch. Oh, okay. And in hindsight, you're like, okay, I get it because that was that was... I don't know that they wanted you to have that feeling. Yeah. But that just shows how good of a job they did in making that character so, that so likable. Yeah. Um, and it wrapped up very nicely. Cool. Like the last two hours of the of it sort of yeah. you know, said, okay. And I think they said that they're going to go do a three on it. Okay. So uh, I'm psyched. Yeah. So I was, I'm behind. There's, there's too much good stuff. I'm, I'm actually literally looking at the icons. Uh, I watched watch all your stuff on, by the way. On a plethora of platforms. Yeah. Um, I've actually been given a shot to Video, VD.io, from okay. the people that brought us RDO, the music service. Oh, yeah, they haven't opened up yet, though. You're, you're, I'm in the you're early, beta. yeah. Ah, I have a, a friend who works for them, and I haven't bothered her in a while. I yeah, you should give it a shot. It's, 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 they have early access. I'm going to call, I'm calling Noonan right <laughs> after this. They, they have early yeah. access to a lot of content, so their they yeah. turnaround's pretty quick. Um, I use Amazon, because mm. I'm a Prime member. And you get so it for free, right? Prime is great. Uh, HBO Go. Yeah. I'm all up in that and iTunes okay uh, and then very occasionally like for something like Black Mirror where there's no options yeah. I will do the torrent world right um, or the, the proxy world do you watch uh, did you watch Dexter I bailed on Dexter uh, like five years ago actually and I only got I think through season two I used and the never phrase that. steaming pile of dog shit okay many times yeah. for that finale Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know if it, I'll ever what, come back to Dexter. Don't, I mean, the only reason I stuck with that show for, I think it was six or seven or eight, somewhere yeah. between six and eight seasons, was because the character himself is just really oh, awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an awesome character. Yeah. They just did so much stupid crap with mm-hmm. him. There was never any repercussion for him. He always escaped. Yeah. There was never, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's a superhero, but they never sort of... It was like this thing where, like, you realize Dexter's a superhero, but they never really let the audience know it. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's the right way of saying it, but you know, if this guy is going to walk in and out of places and be completely bulletproof yeah. and take out whoever he wants to take out while having dinner with this great, you know, department of police officers yeah. who sort of think Dexter might be the killer, and then two episodes later they forget that they thought that, and like, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. it's. It's, it was unfortunate, okay. you know, something so... And then they screwed it up, man. Yeah. Oh, man, it was bad. I, I watched was Under the bad. Dome 
Um, I'm not familiar with it. It's it's based on a Stephen King book. Okay. And I like the book. I like a lot of Stephen King stuff. He's one of my favorite writers. What's your favorite book by Stephen King? I mean, the Dark Tower series. Yeah. And I still haven't read the latest installation of that, which is irresponsible. No, didn't the sequel to It just come out or something like Uh, that? Yeah, I read something like it. But he had another Dark Tower book. That is an entire world that I admire. He doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. No, he's an amazing, amazing writer and a teacher of writing. I my favorite one uh, is Insomnia. I yeah, if you ever read that, one. I love Insomnia. It's beautiful. So the beauty of Insomnia, and no one's made that into a movie yet. It's you, crazy. Well, they'll probably mess a lot of his books to movies get horrible. Yeah. I watched Dreamcatchers, one of the worst movies I ever seen, yeah. but it was one of the most fun, inventive books I'd ever read. And they often don't translate well. Under the Dome, uh, the premise is uh, there's a small town in Maine. <laughs> Go figure, and all of a sudden. A ginormic, invisible dome lands around it, cuts the town off okay. from everything around it. Like Can't it goes it deep, planes crash into it, birds hit it and die. There is no uh, communication. Mm-hmm. You can see through it, mm-hmm. but there's no digital communication with the outside world. Like the Simpsons movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like that, actually. <laughs> um, and so what happens, you know, when it's like... And it's really an exploration of, like, our human nature. Like, mm-hmm. so many of his weird books, how do we respond right. to chaos and crisis? And the political power and the disagreements and the backstories of all these people and distrust. It's actually not a... I don't think it's a great TV show, but I just like... Was the, it written for TV? It's not based on a book? No, it's, it's a book oh, that they made into a TV series. Okay. Um, and it's got Dean Norris from oh, okay. Breaking from oh, yeah, that, it's a, a new, agent. it's a new series right? yeah what, is it on a major network or is it cable yes yeah, broadcast okay so it's got the limitations of broadcast yeah. um, but I just watched it because I like being taken back into that world yeah that's cool so I'm like, child I want to see some bullshit I'll throw on under the yeah, I only watch TV on Sunday nights I watch all the uh, Showtime and HBO and the AMC stuff yeah um, the um, that Kenny Power show just started again. Oh. I'm behind. I have to, you know, I'm only a week out, but the I always forget the actor's name, but, uh, you know, Kenny fucking Power is that dude. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, that show's been great, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then that new Stephen Merchant 30-minute show, which is pretty funny. I don't know. Uh, you know who Stephen Merchant is, right? That is his face. Ricky Gervais's tall, oh. British blonde, glasses-wearing, writing partner guy. Okay. Um he was in that movie Hall Pass with okay. all those other guys, I think. Funny, a show called Hello Ladies. Yeah. It's sort of just him and his buddy. I seen a billboard. Picking up women. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, and then what else? Like I said, Homeland's out. Yeah, I gotta agree. Walking Dead Homeland. starts again. When? I think tomorrow or today. Oh. I think it's today, as a matter of fact. I really... I do think it's today. Oh, I, I still haven't watched the last season. I have it all on my DVR. Dude, what are you, why are we talking right now? I don't know. Because like, I read the comics and I'm like, eh. Oh, I never read the comics. I mean, so it's, oh, new, it's all new to me. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to share. I have digital copies and I'm okay. happy to share them with you via... What's that service? Um, I don't know if we're talking about that. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll share them with you. Actually, no, I, we can definitely talk. There, there is a great service. Do I? Do you have any vested interest in that? Or? No, I have no vested yeah, interest. Screw them. Um, I'm just, I'm trying to think about I'm, I'm gonna check it out. the repercussions. I don't think they're already. Put.io yeah. is a really great cloud service yeah. for both, like many technologies, legitimate and illegitimate uses. Yeah. Um, so I use it for my personal library of all my media appearances. More people need to embrace torrenting technology, I think. I mean, it's so, it works so well. Yeah. There's so few legitimate uses of it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I know that, for example, 
and we're going back three to five years, you know, you would be able to download patches and updates for World of Warcraft for yeah, using yeah. torrent-based servers, and it, it helps with finances of server load. When you, think you know, it's a more efficient way to distribute packets. It truly is. You know, like, it, yeah. It's a brilliant yeah. system. Uh, what about, I'm trying, oh, I'm going to be looking for a home again soon. Interesting. I've been living uh, in a piecemeal, cloud-like fashion yeah. for just over a year. It's been an experiment. So to like plant some roots again? Yeah, like get a lease again. Okay. Like have a proper apartment. Yeah. Um, you know, by end of the year, hopefully. And is Brooklyn, is that is that your stopping ground? It's still... You sort of been in and out. Yeah, I've actually I've been radically changed. I've lived in West Village for two months, which I never imagined yeah. I would. kind of liked it. Yeah. Uh, I've been in Astor Place. Your rooftop yoga photos. Yeah, no, it was great. It was good. I have a roof access and a place I'm subletting now. So it's been a good way to sample New York. Mm-hmm. And, and I've discovered... My relationship with the city has gotten so much deeper over the past year, partly with the unplugging and yeah. like being in New York for 25 days without using Twitter yeah, it's and without a whole bunch of selfies and like walking around with maps. You were never much of a selfie No, but I did like, document a lot. It was like outies, actually, like yeah. not non-selfies. I was like, here's what I'm seeing. Yeah. And instead, now I'm just seeing Uzies. Uzies. <laughs> Otheries. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I wait, but... I think what I realized about the city, every time you think you know it, you don't. Yeah. And one way to know it is to wake up in a different part of it. Okay. That's actually, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Because then you had there's a different rhythm. You actually feel the neighborhood yeah. from an emotional, from a pulse, from a garbage collection and morning coffee. Sure. Um, seasonally is the other way. Like, to know a neighborhood, really, I experience all four seasons in it. Yeah. And so that's going to take a couple decades. Yeah. But uh, I don't have that kind of time in. So I've learned a bit more about the so city. So you plan on going somewhere... In your life, do you have, you have a couple of decades left? No, I mean in New York. That's kind of very morbid. Yeah, I didn't mean it that way. That, not that I, I mean, I've had a great life. I'm, I'm actually pretty good with it. This is not an announcement that I'm planning on not living, but were that to happen, like, I'd actually be pretty cool, I think. Like, actually, this so many is experiences. more of, we're, we're about to announce that your doomsday clock starts <laughs> now. It's probably some app for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, so, I don't know, and then just trying to, like, be more... You know, I'm doing more meditation. Are you thinking about you're thinking about Brooklyn again? Oh yeah, definitely thinking about Brooklyn. I think what happened, like I was in Fort Greene. Yeah, I love it. It's such a great emotional attachment. But even in the year that I've been gone, it's the prices and the it's like I don't wreck. And I was already late, you know, in terms yeah. of that thing in the late '90s that like that bohemian black yeah. vibe that most deaf lives here kind of vibe was already sure. gone by the time I showed up. Yeah. But it's gone to an even more extreme extent with the Barclays Center and many more restaurants and many more families. So I have a I'm open to the idea of not living there. Even Here's as a crazy I thought. Love it. What about North? I've recently met a lot of people yeah. coincidentally that are all like, "Oh, I live above 150th Street." So I started and I have there. this beautiful, spacious apartment, yeah. and I pay like under a thousand dollars a month for it, and it has a doorman, and it yeah. has. A balcony, and I have everything that you would want, and I still get to take subways to work. Can't do day. that. Uh, I when I started I in agree, New York, I, I lived in Inwood, yeah, two hundred in Broadway, yeah, and it is still it's my first love in New York. Inwood will always it's like be up by the cloisters. All yeah, I lived in the shadow of the cloisters. Yeah, really, I saw it out my window. I saw the Palisades out my bedroom window. Mm-hmm. If you crane your neck to the left, you saw the cloisters, and I still get my haircut up there because I'm loyal mm-hmm. to my barber. Yeah, but I cannot live there. Why? Because my social, 
professional and commuting life depend on regular access to the area of Manhattan around 14th Street. Yeah. You know, and that's just adding and I want to be able to bike and I got to get to Newark Airport a lot and JFK a lot. I need to be in a spot that's central enough to have access to those four times a month. Yeah. And my office is in the East Village. Most of my friends live in Brooklyn in the Fort Greene, Clinton Hill, Borum Hill, like that sort of within a mile and a half of the river part of Brooklyn. So to put myself up in Harlem or Washington Heights at Inwood would be to, in many ways, isolate myself. I have a network up there, Mm -hmm. but not nearly as deep. I definitely have a ton of college friends who live in Harlem, and they're happy. Yeah. But it's just, I don't think... Would you even go to, like... The lower part of Harlem, would you consider that? I mean, no, I, I really it's don't. More affordable there than it is twenty blocks south. I don't see it. I don't see me. I really don't see me above fourteen. Yeah, I think there is a narrow range. I agree with you. Within by the way. within bridges, I gotta kind of be within two miles of of a bridge. Yeah. We're in the financial district right here, and yeah. it's sort of a weird neighborhood. Yeah, I wouldn't live here. Go. Geographically, it makes sense, but I culturally, it. it doesn't work I'm going on, and I haven't, I mean, I, I'm from New York, and yeah. I haven't lived in the same apartment for four years. I'm about to sign for year five. Yeah. And it's like... I, no, you're home. I love it, man. I'm, Congratulations. I mean, and like you said, all the bridges are right down here. Yeah. Subway-wise, everything has to pass no, through the southern tip of Manhattan. The downside is floods. Yes, and that's something that yeah, some real low lying areas. The thing that sort of stinks for me is that my lease signing comes right at the beginning of November. Yeah, which is probably two weeks after hurricane, hurricane season. Yeah. So it's like, whereas you might make your decision based upon that, yeah. my decision's already been made. If yeah. I'm going to sign again November first, it's like during the day. It's like you're in a candle, yeah. you know. Because last year I said if it happens again this year, this year might be it might be yeah. Nice. I mean, I live on the 11th floor, so I'm not worried so much about damage. But regularly being put out of your yeah, cut space off. for two to three, two to four weeks. Yeah, I'm lucky. My building is sort of closer. It, it's closer, further. It's a, it's a block further, but it's yeah. a block out of zone A. Yeah, uh, across the street and around the corner. So a three minute walk from here. Mm-hmm. Last year, a building was shut down from Sandy through late March. Wow, a 50 something story building. And nobody could get in. So they told people two weeks after, sorry, guys, you can't even get your stuff. Damn. Good luck. You know? I mean, and they did help people find other places. No, that's like but having you your even, home devastated by a tornado. You, right. you well could go to the 40th floor, yeah. and people were walking up the stairs in that two-week window just to get whatever it is that they yeah. could. And, uh, you know, like that would stink. Yeah. For, you know. And I don't know that I would want to do that again. No, no. It's uh, There's so many considerations in where, where you'd want to live, where your friends live, where the earth is going to collapse in on itself. Yeah. Um, I don't know which it's one's crazy. up. Yeah. It's really crazy. So that's it, man. Yeah, I think yeah. that is it. Um, it's been Good fun. Good to be back. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, this might be 10. Oh, in terms of appearances. It might be. There's gotta, I need a medal or a special hat. I mean, uh, or a, a mug or something. I, I, you know what? I will get you a mug. <laughs> Give me a mug. I, well, I have mug. a How to Be Black mug. Yeah. So I feel like so we can do a mug I swap. Could just give you a mug. I could get you a. What, what's the site? Uh, shoot, it's a site that I actually had bought your Barry T-shirt on back in the day. Oh, probably. If I did that, it was it was probably Zazzle. That's the one. Yeah. 
not crazy about their stuff. No, it's just but pretty very low simple end. Yeah. to to make something Fast. like that. You don't have to think yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so there you go. You will you will be receiving a beer diplomacy yes. mug. And I will never put beer in it. That'll be the joke. Yeah. And and we'll put like world's greatest dad on it. <laughs> like world's greatest guest. Yeah. I mean that could be a thing you give out to me. Marin gets people mugs when when they appear oh, on a show. That would be, that would be like, nice. You could be still in your Marin zone. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 this would be the one time I've said that. Well, it's so, out there permanently now. No, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's been a lot of fun having you yeah, on. Thanks and for having we'll me do back. it again someday, I hope. Yep. Uh, and thank you. Thanks, for dude. Coming out. Thank you for watching. Thank along. you guys for thank watching this to, riveting uh, stationary dudes yeah. on a couch. And thank you to uh, the wonderful Joe Set person yes. for helping us set the camera up and giving us some great space. advice and. Uh, we will see you. We we have no we have nothing scheduled. I'm uh, open ended. Well, I'm headed out of town for about a week and a half down okay. to Miami um, to look after my mom while she gets uh, some surgery. Okay, and it's nice. I'm fortunate enough to work for a company that has given me the leeway to set up down there and wow. work remotely. That's so really I'll take good. one day off yeah. and then um, just be able to sort of sit in her kitchen good. if she needs anything or to cook meals and yeah. sort of run errands. And give for mama her. a hug for yeah, you. Yeah, sure will. Um, drink this water, and uh, and then we'll be back, and we'll try and have more awesome, interesting people I to can. chat with. Yeah, I mean, I've been, you know, I'm always working on getting people to come and sort yeah. of sit on the couch, and uh, this new format has been a lot of fun. Good, it's, man. I have fun. Talking about politics gets boring, man. Oh yeah, and, and there's a lot more to it. I mean, it is important to talk about politics, but we're still recording, by the way. Oh, then I'm going to do something real weird yeah. like this. So I uh, except you're no longer being picked up on the uh, audio mic. Oh, I'm still being picked up. Well, now you are. Yeah. Uh, everything is politics. So we did just talk about politics. We did because it's people, y'all. It's people. Just like Soylent Green. Oh, shut up! A dramatic exit. <laughs> we'll try that again. I was done. We shut it off. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah.